That the, the voice of uh, veteran South African anti-apartheid activist uh, Dennis Goldberg, uh, who breathed his last over the last uh, 24 hours or so, and uh, one of the contemporaries of uh, that illustrious generation uh, here in South Africa, and uh, certainly uh, one of the... Uh, leaders of uh, the uh, South African Communist Party, uh, having joined the party in 1957. And uh, I'm joined on the line now by um, a political bureau member of the SACP and also a member of the Central Committee of the party, uh, Jeremy Cronin, uh, to uh, briefly reflect on the life of uh, uh, this uh, uh, brilliant man, uh, Istualandwe, or Siaparangwe, as uh, people often say. And uh, certainly, uh, uh, Mr. Cronin, uh, somebody uh, who sacrificed a great deal for the uh, liberation of this particular country. Good evening to you. Um, hi, Ayabonga. Thanks very much. Yes, uh, uh, Dennis Goldberg certainly sacrificed a great deal, but he never thought of it like that particularly. Um, he always uh, spoke of being very proud of having been a foot soldier in one of the great inspiring liberation struggles of the 20th century. So, um, yeah, he didn't think, mm. you know, yeah. Yeah, with the commitment that he made and yes. uh, that he was uh, was proud of to, to the last. Let's take a step back and uh, maybe mm. I just paint a picture of the social milieu that uh, Dennis Goldberg would have grown up in, uh, you know, immigrant Jewish family uh, and uh, certainly a very progressive family uh, by his recollection in his later years. Um, and somebody who joined the SACP or the CPSA then, uh, in 1957, um, and maybe just paint a picture for us of uh, what it meant at that time to be a member uh, of the uh, you know, Communist Party and uh, also the broader liberation movement. Yeah, no, exactly. So, um, yes, his parents were immigrants from Eastern Europe, um, Jewish immigrants, where they had suffered their own experience of, uh, of racial discrimination, pogroms and so forth and came to South Africa, and they were also Communist Party members. So uh, Dennis grew up in, in some ways, a typical white South African family, and in other ways, an, an, a rather atypical South African family. So um, he loved rugby, uh, played first-team rugby for UCT's rugby mm-hmm. team. Um, on the one hand, he was an engineering student uh, and, and passed with flying colors. Uh, but on the other hand, he had this strong social commitment as well. Um, to to the struggle and joined, as you say correctly. I mean, he'd been active in left-wing circles as, as, as a young man as well, but the Communist Party was banned in 1950 and was only relaunched in the deep underground in 1953. Mm-hmm. And he, in 1957, as you correctly said, joined that, that party in the deep underground. Um, I, 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 as a young student, in nine, joined it in 1968, and I would imagine the situation was fairly similar. Mm. Um, one didn't know the other members of the Communist Party. One joined the unit. One was invited to join and recruited into a unit. So um, you, yeah, um, yeah. It was, and obviously um, you knew that the prospect of going to jail, if not getting killed and t- under torture, um, were extremely high, but it was something that um, you felt needed to be done. Mm. For me, I encountered Dennis for the first time. I mean, he was a he was kind of legend already from the Ravonia trial, um, in which he was the youngest uh, member of the Ravonia trial, and he was only the, the only white person who was sentenced um, to three non-consecutive life sentences. 
um, we used to joke when in prison when I met him that uh, we didn't quite understand how he was going to begin his second life sentence, let alone his third, because on death he was presumably the second life sentence was meant to begin. Um, the um, yeah, so so he, I mean, he was extremely, you know, that Ravonia trial, uh, which involved Nelson Mandela, obviously, Aaron Motswalady, uh, Ahmed Kafada, uh, Andrew Malangani, and others. Was was in one way a huge defeat for the for the liberation movement in South Africa, but at the same time was turned into this massive symbolic statement and victory in a sense, um, with with the brave stand that Nelson Mandela and the others on trial took. They actually expected to get the death sentence, and uh, despite that, um, stood their ground. Um, and committed themselves to to uh, you know didn't apologize for the stand that were taking, and um, so Dennis as a, as a white person um, and a junior basically and so, so, you know within that trial um, was very important symbolically because he underlined the non-racial character of our struggle, mm-hmm. not just in aspiration uh, but in active uh, commitment. And so, yeah, I met him for the first time, as I heard about him, obviously, um, but met him for the first time when I was sentenced uh, to Pretoria Maximum Security Prison in 1976. And um, it was it was a wonderful experience to encounter him. He was a very humble uh, person um, and was recognized even by the warders as, as the kind of leader of this small group of white male political prisoners. Mm. You know, we had all wished to be on Robben Island along with our fellow ANC and SACP uh, comrades. But the apartheid regime uh, obviously was not going to let that happen. And so, you know, we were a tiny minority of a minority in South Africa, um, but knew that we were part of, of a bigger struggle. And, and Dennis was, you know, this amazing uh, leader inside of prison and uh, had the respect even of the warders mm-hmm. who would often come to him for co- to consult him on their marital problems on their on their uh, legal issues and so forth um so yeah um mm-hmm. i think as on as on robin island uh, political prisoners in south africa uh preserved a moral superiority over those who were jailing us yeah 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 jeremy i want us to pause here for a second and uh, take a quick spot break when we come back uh, we'll hmm. take a look at, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dennis Goldberg's latter life, uh, having hmm. been released in the 80s and uh, going to the United Kingdom and continuing uh, to campaign against the apartheid government, but also uh, on uh, returning to, uh, I guess, Cape Town and uh, his uh, later life in Hart Bay, uh, continuing to having a very, uh, a very strong and overriding sense of uh, justice. And uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the things that really... I guess in his later life, uh, you know, uh, incensed him, what made him unhappy, but also some of the things that really uh, made him uh, quite happy because uh, certainly this was a society uh, that in many ways was fundamentally different uh, to the one that he left when uh, he was uh, confined to prison in the 60s. Uh, we're reflecting on the life of Dennis Goldberg, and I'm joined on the line uh, by Central Committee member of the South African Communist Party, uh, Jeremy Cronin, and also a fellow prisoner of uh, Dennis Goldberg uh, in the uh, Pretoria Central Prison. Tune into Metro FM Talk. We'll continue on the other side.
It's 13 minutes after 8 p.m. You tuned in to uh, Metro FM Talk, and it's our Thought Leader Thursday. And uh, this evening, uh, we take this opportunity to reflect on the life and uh, the memory of uh, Dennis Goldberg, uh, who uh, passed on over the last 24 hours or so, and uh, uh, a veteran of the uh, liberation struggle, and uh, someone who was uh, certainly from a very young age involved uh, in uh, the uh, tasks and the project of liberating uh, South Africa uh, from apartheid and uh, of course uh, I would venture to say even uh, the machinations of uh, racialized capitalism in South Africa and I'm uh, in conversation uh, reflecting on his life with uh, Jeremy Cronin Central Committee member of the South African Communist Party and uh, I guess Jeremy the other issue is uh, you know on uh, uh, um, uh, Dennis Goldberg's return to South Africa in the early 2000s uh, he would have certainly uh, had uh, some of his own reflections which he later shared about uh, uh, the, the new society that uh, he was thrust into uh, and uh, I guess many of the unfinished and incomplete tasks uh, that uh, still remain even for our generation uh, just maybe talk to us about um, your recollection of uh, you know how we approach some of those things and how we spoke to uh, uh, some of these issues or engaged with them uh, and moreover, some of the work that he did, uh, even in the community of Hout Bay, where we know he used to raise uh, funds for the House of Hope. Yes, no, great, Ivan. He, he came back to South Africa, so he was released in 85, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, and uh, joined his uh, wife, Esme, and, and, and two children in London. And I was uh, able to... I, I had had to skip the country in great hurry during states of emergency, in the late 80s, and I met him briefly with his family there, and it was a wonderful reunion for me. Uh, he came back to the country in 1994, um, uh, back to South Africa and back to his beloved Cape Town and, and, and Hout Bay, as you, as you say. And um, I think, um, one, he was uh, very, very proud of, of the achievements that we had, had gained collectively as South Africans, the democratic breakthrough of 1994, the constitutional arrangement, progressive constitution that we've got, all of those things, um, you know, he, to which he'd contributed so greatly, along with, with hundreds of thousands of others, uh, made him very proud. But at the same time, um, he always understood and always said that the struggle continues. It's not over. Um, and that the, the democratic breakthrough is a, is a bridgehead. Um, for further advances, but we, we, we can't, can't rest uh, and simply, you know, claim a victory. Um, and certainly in um, the latter years, along with the other surviving uh, Ravonia uh, trialists, Andrew Mangani and uh, Ahmed Kaswada, uh, Dennis was very critical and openly so of the dismal state capture, gupturization of our movement and of our country, was you know was openly critical of those, and I think correctly so, and used the authority that he had um, and standing that he had to to say this um, in a constructive way, but but very openly to express his disappointment. But his disappointment was never a terminal disappointment. Uh, he always had great hope in the organisations that he'd been part of, and in the decency and commitment of millions of ordinary South Africans. Um, and certainly in his own life, as you were suggesting, um, in his latter years, he devoted a great deal of time, one, to continue the international work. So when he went out in the 80s, uh, he used the opportunity uh, and his standing, obviously, in the broad anti-apartheid movement 
um, to to continue the struggle on that front and to address audiences in lots of different countries, in, in Germany notably, but, but in the United States, uh, in Western Europe and so forth, playing that very important role of, 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 uh, in, um, of sustaining um, international support. And let's, let's not forget that um, that anti-apartheid movement was probably one of the largest and most successful global solidarity movements of the second half of the 20th century. Um, back here in South Africa, and particularly in his latter years, as you were correctly saying, um, he continued to do very gr- grassroots kinds of work, raising uh, funds uh, for local initiatives in Harpe and elsewhere. Uh, my daughter remembers him coming to her school uh, and making a huge impression um, on... Um, she was in a model, former model C school, but making a huge impression on um, on, on young children, um, mm-hmm. talking about the past, but also encouraging them um, to think about the responsibilities that they had and to carry forward uh, the struggle mm-hmm. that he and others have been involved in. And indeed, uh, uh, Jeremy, uh, Aluta continue. I think if there's any uh, message yeah. that we take from... Uh, Dennis Goldberg and uh, the lives of many in his generation is that the struggle continues, uh, albeit, I guess, on different fronts and in a different terrain. And uh, we really thank you for taking time out to speak to us and reflect uh, on the life of uh, one of your comrades. And uh, we uh, certainly bid him farewell and we doff our hat to him this evening. Wonderful. It's been a great pleasure to talk and thank you. A great honor. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, Jeremy Cronin. Uh, a central committee member of the South African Communist Party speaking and reflecting on the life of uh, Dennis Goldberg.